good day big babies today is February 29th we celebrate Black History Month throughout the entire month of February we celebrated Black Excellence a memory of our past and our presence, celebrations of art. We got an opportunity to sit in for Color Girl, for Color Girl's play. I think it's a year-round thing um, this way. We got an opportunity to meet some talented new artist um, music if you're into it you see the pattern it's always staying in the creative lane right it's one thing I love about working with artists or being an artist is your own unique expressions we are going into March February was busy, baby, 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 let me tell you, <laughs> have you ever celebrated with someone that was born in the month of February? You don't have to literally chant to them, slow down, you don't have to do too much, you don't have to do too much, because baby, uh, we celebrated with the, with the birthdays in February, by February 15th, child, I had to sit down for a minute, <laughs> non-stop, celebrating uh, life, a memory of again with the Black History Month, people that came before us, people that we are standing here with today memory it's it's not a culture thing it's just you don't want to forget you don't want to forget the people that pave the way and people that are holding the torch that is continuing um, um speaking of we've been in this thing if you look on the on the calendar or google it i'm an official google affiliate but our uh, <laughs> we've been in this piece for more than 500 years and we're still learning about people people it's people's job to learn about people it's crazy you have to be focused man um Showing you the pattern like when you're online, you may go online. And I know we tapped into this before. Are you searching on your meal you're going to prep today or what food you're going you to Uber Eats, right? And you may be clear in Tokyo within five seconds. You can go from Tokyo to New York, from New York to London, from London, to San Francisco, to the Bay Area, to Dallas, 
searching for your Uber Eats, right? <laughs> you have to stand, as I say, you have to stand on business about what your goal is. I, If you have idle time and you're just sitting there, man, I'm telling you, you could start off with your Uber Eats, be in the kitchenware, then go from the kitchenware to the footwear to to the pet aisle. And you still ain't found your Uber Eats. <laughs> okay. You have to be so focused. Um, one thing I found that is, is productive while you're online is subscribing to those who talk about business. Business making money. New techniques within your field. If you're a stylist, new techniques to keep your clients coming. Because right now, it's not so much about the the nationality right now. People just want to make some money and have a, a, a reliable place to stay. I've been saying that forever, but that's what it is. It's not about... If I'm making money with my my Russian sister, she's not worried about my color. She's been her kicking it because we making some money. But if we ain't making no, she ain't got no money in her pocket. And I ain't got no money in my pocket. Then we fighting over something we don't even know. But in reality, people want to find people that they can make some money with. That they can trust. That they know that is reliable and not going to sabotage them. So on this side, it has nothing to do with color in 2024. We cohabitating. We cohabitating, but we are just surviving, you know, the survival mechanism. So they don't care. You know, we learned how to deal with each other on so many different levels. It's when a person is lacking in the area that they frizzle up. So that's what that is you know it's because in our circle we have every nationality do you hear me and the ones that are happier the one cohabitate if we can create together artists can create together make some money together we're chilling we don't we, we care if you come in here looking like scooby-doo <laughs> coming in here looking like scooby-doo so that's what that is right now i'm you know, but if you can subscribe to channels where you're making money, people are teaching you new techniques. Those are the ones right now that are winning. You know, um, if you're into, you know, what I found unique is car wrapping. Um, ironically, we talk about rap, but car wrapping. You're wrapping a car and you're finding new techniques where to get your materials. If you're house building, you know, new designs, you know, um, home improvement things like that that are trending on so many different levels so we're gonna go into productivity keep this thing going because we have to cohabitate we already been here what a thousand years and uh, we got another more what two thousand more <laughs> okay years ago you have me on one go into we're going into march um, we pull up on, uh, what daylight, not daylight, daylight savings that we're going into, uh, 
going to pull up on some more time. The sun is coming out. So, yeah, yeah, we get an hour back. Right. We get our hour back. And then we're also going um, towards April spring break. The fitness plan. I've been babbling to the fitness plan, y'all. We're going to forget about it. <laughs> Just do what makes you happy, big baby, you know. And like we say, just keep your bites to a minimum. I want to make it, you know, productive. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. March. We're fit to open the door to March. Hey, girl. Y'all be good. Uh, tune in. Tomorrow we'll be uh, doing Entertainment Spotlight. And we have some events going on. Kind of excuse me right now. But yeah, <laughs> y'all be good. You know, keep it productive. Love on yourself, and when you can't own love on yourself, love on others. Truly love. Peace. Alexa, forgiveness. Forgiveness. I am trying my best to forgive you so that you and I can move on. If I hold grudges, it makes me sick, it doesn't make me well. It's best that I, I got to forgive you so that we can move forward. Forgiveness. In the back of my mind, I hear everything you said that it made me not clear. Forgiveness is typically defined as the act of pardoning someone, someone for wrongdoing or offense. It involves letting, letting go. go, letting go feelings of resent, anger, anger. and desire for revenge towards its offender. It's best that I. Forgive you. I forgive you. Forgive you so that we can move forward. Forgiveness. Forgiveness can have numerous physiological and emotional benefits for both the forgiver and the forgiven. It can lead to increased feelings of peace, empathy, and understanding. Forgiveness, self-forgiveness involves accepting one's imperfections and moving forward with self-compassion and growth. Forgiveness can lead to rebuilding trust and restoring the relationships. Forgive. Forgiveness. Healthy boundaries and essential to prioritize one's well-being while safely navigating forgiveness 
this can be powerful for personal growth and transformation. It can foster resilience, empathy, and deeper understanding of one's self and others. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness can be challenging, especially in the case of severe betrayal and trauma. Or trauma. It may require professional support. Forgiveness requires time to navigate complex emotions of experience. Ultimately, ultimately, forgiveness is a choice. And I choose for our future for our future's future to forgive. I want to write a poem but I wanted to say what you're thinking. I want to patch up the holes when your boat starts sinking. I want to write that one-of-a-kind poem, that free-your-mind poem, that I like how you made that rhyme poem, that I like that last line poem, that can I hear that one more time, that is, if you don't mind, a poem. I, I want to write that, that she's kind of fine poem, that, that I wish she was mine poem, that I want to ask her out, but I'm on my last dime. <laughs> poem, that, that, that what should I do, please God, give me a sign poem. I want to write that, that so heartfelt, I think I know him poem, that this is so amazing, I got to go find all my friends so I can show them. Poem. <laughs> I want to write about everything that I've ever wanted to be. I want to write a poem so beautiful that my parents might actually start to agree. I want to write about you, about me, about us, about everything from cars and trains to riding the bus, betrayal and trust, mistakes and heartaches. I want to talk about when I first learned to drive and I was so scared to let my foot off of the brakes. I want to talk about battles, about wars, about victories and losses, about ethnic cleansing, genocide, and lawns penetrated by burning crosses and, and burnt down churches. I want to write two poems for everyone who's ever been told they were worthless. I want metaphors and similes to part oceans, rivers, and seas. I want to write love poems so sweet that the ink on the paper attracts honeybees. Uh, I, I want to speak the unspoken. I want to fix everything in a world that's broken. I want to be the one that performs the Heimlich maneuver as soon as our society starts choking. I want my words of inspiration to inspire somebody else to be inspirational. I want the motivation in my voice to motivate somebody else to be motivational. I want my phrases to be published, documented, and quoted. I want people to recite my work 10 years from now and have critics say, that was cool, but it wasn't nearly as good as he first wrote it. You see, I want husbands to thank my poems for the heart that they stole. And I know this is just some shameless attempt to immortalize my soul but honestly, I don't want to be forgotten. Yeah, I don't need fortune. I really don't need fame. I just want people to know what I stood for and why I came. I refuse to die. I'm your occupant of the earth, a John Doe, another faceless man out there with no name. I refuse to be just another man. I want to walk for centuries and leave my footprints in the sand for the world to see. I want to be cremated into ashes of rhymes and poetry. I'm just feeling like one day they're going to love me. See, I, I don't share my emotions too often, but poetry will allow me to die with my heart on my sleeve. Amen. They never saw me coming, but I'll make sure they grieve when I leave.
Thank you. Well, see, the blues man, of course, is, or the blues woman is someone who begins with the catastrophic. See, the blues is an autobiographical chronicle of a personal catastrophe expressed lyrically. So it's a lyrical re response to the monstrous. It's like the first sentence of Kafka's Metamorphosis. Gregor Sampson grows up from uneasy, I mean, wakes up from an uneasy dream, finds himself transformed in bed to a huge, vile vermin. That's catastrophic. It's catastrophic. The situation of poor people is catastrophic. Black people had slavery, Jim Crow, Jane Crow, catastrophic. What was the response? It wasn't create a black Al-Qaeda. It wasn't counter-terroristic. In the face of slavery, Frederick Douglass said what? With a smile and wounds, we want freedom for everybody. We don't want to enslave others just because we're enslaved. Jim Crow, we have no rights and liberties. We're civically dead. We want rights and liberties for everybody. We don't want to Jim Crow somebody else. The blues responds to the catastrophic with compassion, without drinking from the cup of bitterness. Not with revenge, but with justice. That's the best of the blues, you see. And so the blues people in America have been the leaven in the democratic loaf, because black people could have chosen counter-terroristic when they were lynched over and over and over again. They said, no, we're not going to go out and lynch white folk. We would rather be defeated for the moment with integrity than win and be a gangster like them. That's a blue sensibility. That's a blue sensibility. So you let that love inside of you be expressed, even though it's hard for it to be translated into love or justice on the ground. That's a great lesson in this age of terrorism and in the age of recession, you see. And so some, a blues man like myself in the life of the mind, a jazz man in the world of ideas says, I want to tell the truth. The condition of truth is to allow suffering to speak. And as a Christian, I believe in unconditional love. That's why I love Brother Larry Summers. I want him to have more joy in his life. It's hard to have a lot of arrogance and have a lot of joy at the same time. I want him to have more joy and less arrogance. But unconditional love is always tied to justice. Justice is love on legs spilling over into the public sphere. No, I mean, it's just a different institutional array of uh, sources of what a blue sensibility. Now, keep in mind, by blue sensibility, what I have in part in mind is a tragic comics view in which compassion responds to catastrophe. See, in that sense, Walter Benjamin's a blues man in the thesis on philosophy of history in the ninth thesis. You see, the history is catastrophe of pillage of records upon wreckage that pile of debris, but the response is messianic, it's weak, but the messianic is what? To keep alive the memory of those who struggled before based on their compassion for the poor, based on their attempt to resist the powers that be. So that by blues, I don't mean just a particular uh, art form, it's really a way of life that that art form helped popularize. So even in the media, in the, in, in the context of the media, you, see, you can be a blues person without even being able to sing. Because you can have a tragicomic sensibility that keeps track of the catastrophes all around us. It could be personal catastrophes, heartbreak. It could be shipwreck of the mind, intellectual catastrophe. It could be social catastrophe, crisis. 
It could be Wall Street, catastrophe for the well-to-do and others. And then the catastrophe that's always in place for the poor. Always at work with housing, education, unemployment, and so on. Those 60s sensibilities where people had a love for poor people. It wasn't a condescension of helping out. We had a love for poor people. We love poor people's music, like Curtis Mayfield. We love poor people's music, the genius that came out of the ghettos, the Donny Hathaways and others, you see. Uh, uh, and it was also true on the other side, the Bruce Springsteen's, the, uh, the, the, the white blues men, out of the working classes of New Jersey, you see. Uh, and they weren't geniuses because they're working class, but they were extraordinarily ordinary people who happened to be geniuses in their genres. And that was the Sly Stones, everyday people who we love. Everybody's a star, Sly Stone. Uh, uh, that's what shaped and molded me. And I am old school to the core, unapologetic. Motown, Stax, Philly, International Sound, Curtis Mayfield, Al Green, Aretha, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, uh, Leroy Jones transferring into Baraka, but especially allowing, because as a Christian, I, I start with black people in terms of my love, but it spills over to white brothers and sisters, brown, red, yellow, across the board. So I believe in spillover love. And since justice is what love looks like in public, you can't talk about loving folk if you're not fighting for justice, especially beginning with the least of these. People will very often try to respond to you on the level on which you address them. So if you say, aren't you wonderful, aren't you splendid, my goodness, you're beautiful, oh, you're so bright, people will try, even if they're not, they really will try to lift themselves up to that. On the other hand, if you say, you know, you're a dog, you really are so low, you'll never be anybody. In fact, you're nobody now and you never have been. Sooner or later, that person will address, will respond on the level on which he or she is addressed. Mm -hmm. He will say figuratively or literally, let me show you where dog is. Let me show you where low really is. I will show you that. Years ago, I did a movie called Poetic Justice. And there was a young man the first day who cursed so I couldn't believe it. I walked around behind him and tried to ignore him. But the second day, he and another young man, black man, ran to each other and they were about to fight and hundreds of, of uh, extras started to run away. But one black man walked up to the two young men and I walked up and I took one by, the, by his shoulder. I said, let me speak to you. He said, if these men you do, we do. I said, let me speak to you, honey. <laughs> if I tell you something, I said, no, let me talk to you, please. And I, he finally calmed down. And I said, do you know how much you needed? Do you know what you mean to us? Do you know that hundreds of years of struggle have been for you? You, please, baby, take a minute. Don't lose your life on a Zoom. I put my arm around him. He started to weep. The tears <laughs> came down. That was Tupac Shakur. He, I took him, I walked him down into a little gully and kept his back to the people so they wouldn't see him. And I used my hands to dry his cheeks. 
And I kept talking to him sweetly, sweetly. For the next week while I was on that film, whenever I walked by, he would be saying, so I told you, say, good morning, Miss Angela. <laughs> Dears, try to introduce courtesy into your speech to each other. You have no idea what it will do for your brother or sister to whom you speak. Mm -hmm. And you surely have no idea what it will do for you. It will lift you up. I've tried a lot of things. Yeah. I've failed at some things and succeeded at yeah, some Yeah, but what I love about you is, is that you have, you have attacked it all with great passion. I, mean, I can look at all the books here that you have written. I can look at all the things you've done from journalist to poet to writer to actor to producer, all of those kinds of things which suggest this uncommon confidence in yourself and willingness to risk. Yes. Failure. Yes, yes, but it, maybe it's more dangerous to risk, to risk success. Well, a lot of people don't really want success. I've never understood this that. Is, this is true. It's, it's, you mean because they don't want it, and the best evidence of that is that they, they fail. They fail. They and fail. the best evidence of that is they don't try things. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. But to, to succeed means that, I mean, you're in front of uh, God and, and lots of responsible people, and you have to, to either eat your words or, or stand by them. I think that um, I have agreed a long time ago, Charlie Rose, this may be what I, my, my greatest blessing. I agreed long, a long time ago that I would die. Now, if I can admit that, that no matter what happens, I will do this thing. Yeah. This is the biggest bugaboo of them all. I will do that. Well, then, why couldn't I attempt something lesser? Yeah. So I will try. I won't say severely raped. All rape is severe. Um... The rapist um, was a person very well known to my family. I was hospitalized. Um, the rapist was let out of jail and was found dead that night. And the police suggested that the rapist had been kicked to death. I was seven and a half. I thought that I had caused the man's death because I had spoken his name. That was my seven and a half year old logic. So I stopped talking for five years. Now, to show you again how out of evil there can come good. In those five years, I read every book in the black school library. I read all the books I could get from the white school library. I memorized James Weldon Johnson, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, County Cullen, and Langston Hughes. I memorized Shakespeare, whole plays, 50 sonnets, 
I memorized Edgar Allan Poe, all the poetry. Never having heard it, I memorized. I had Longfellow, I had Guy de Maupassant, I had Balzac, Rudyard Kipling. I mean, it was a Catholic kind of reading and Catholic kind of story. When I decided to speak, I had a lot to say and many ways in which to say what I had to say. I listened to the black minister. I listened to the melody of the preachers. And I could tell when they would start up on that kind of thing, when would you know they mean to take our souls straight to heaven, or whether they meant to dash us straight to hell. I understood it. So out of this evil, which was a dire kind of evil, because rape on the body of a young person, more often than not, introduces cynicism. And there's nothing quite so tragic as a young cynic, because it means the person has gone from knowing nothing to believing nothing. In my case, I was saved in that muteness, you see, in the sorda, I was saved. And I was able to draw from human thought, human disappointments and triumphs, enough to triumph myself. Take me away 